Blue 22! Blue 22! Hut! Hut! Hike! Welcome in to the first season of the third. Oh no! Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're dusting off the cobwebs. It is the third season, the first episode of the Commish Cast. I am your commissioner Elvis, and I'm Commissioner Jimmy. And today is Tuesday, September twelfth. But you guys will be listening to this on Wednesday, September thirteenth, or later. Um, yeah. If you guys don't know, this is our league podcast, open to others if they want to listen. And um, I guess to start out, let's give let's do the um, want to do the honors of the weekly winner shout out. Yeah, but before that, Commissioner Elvis with another fire intro. Uh, he's been cooking in the studio. This one I actually did a little bit of work on. The other ones I kind of just cut it. This one was a little bit of a little bit of an edit. Yeah, I can see the uh, the growth in your uh, sound engineering career. Yeah, that, that that's gonna take me places. <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's let's jump into the weekly winner. So this is something new that we're doing this year, um, where every week there's gonna be, uh, what would you call it? Like, uh, there's basically like weekly prizes now. Yeah, there's weekly prizes, not just a seasonal end of end of year prize for our league. We have you know week, weekly winners, and every week it's gonna be a different category that's going to take home the the prize. Um, it's gonna be basically twenty five dollars a week, I believe, if I if I remember correctly. If I ch- check the bylaws, if you know, if I'm wrong, um, but pretty, pretty much twenty five dollars every week, except for the very last week, which it will be a fifty dollar prize. Um, and week one goes to the the team with the highest scoring wide receiver. Who is that this week? It is uh, none other than Tyreek Hill. And who owns Tyreek Hill? <laughs> the champion. The champion, of course. <laughs> Boo. Just when I thought he was going to, you know, have a champion, champion slump, championship yeah. slump, but here he is again. No, but yeah, Tyreek Hill, he was unstoppable this week. He yeah. was he, insane. So, I mean, 39 fantasy points in our format. Happy PR. Yep. Um, it's incredible. And so congratulations, Lung. We will be Venmoing you the money as soon as this podcast goes out. Yep. I mean, just a quick note, the, the second highest scoring wide receiver was kind of surprising. It was uh, Brandon Ayuk. It was, but he had a put up. He put up a good performance. You he know, did. Uh, I know that in the past in this league, I have attempted to trade for him. I had a feeling that he was good, but you know, he just needed an opportunity yeah. to shine. He's finally out that doghouse. Yeah. All right. Um, so, is there anything else you want to? How? What are your feelings on after week one, Jimmy? Um, I mean, I'm liking that. There's, you know, there there was a lot of rookie scores this this past week. Um, so it, it's good to see these young guys go out there and, and have a good start in their careers. Yeah, 100%. I felt like it was very, very exciting week one. Like it was a, like a lot of things going on. Like in, in pretty much every matchup, there was something interesting happening. Yeah. Like uh, so many QB1s this week underperformed. A lot of rookie touchdowns. And there was just, just a lot of like performances did not go the way that people were projecting preseason. Yeah. Right? I mean... Yeah, and so, I think also the the primetime games also could have been a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
we're talking about the uh, the Cowboys, Cowboys and the, yeah. the Giants. Yeah, and then, I don't know what happened there. That was insane. They just the Cowboys defense just annihilated Giants. Yeah, even even last night with the uh, the Jets and uh, the Bills. Yeah, uh, tragic. That was that was very tragic. Yeah, I think it would have been a better game had it had Aaron Rodgers not played just four snaps before getting injured. But right, that's just how I mean the nature of football for you. Yeah. All right, so um, let's get into it then. Uh, what's on the the roster today? So pretty standard. You know, our first segment is who's that, and then we're gonna go into keep trade cut, and then right into buy or sell. All right, let's go into segment one. Who's that? All right. For those of you that are returning, you guys know what this is. But if you guys are new, this is a segment where uh, each of us will take turns. We will provide a stat line, and the other one has to guess who that player is. Uh, we'll do three guesses, Jimmy, or you want to do two? You can do two. Two guesses, so basically only one hint in between. Because when you get the after your first incorrect guess, you get a hint. Yeah, let's give a good hint. Okay, it'll be a good hint. Uh, you want to go first, or should I? I can go first. Okay. All right. So I I kind of have a theme going on here. Uh, okay. With these players, uh, I want you to see if, if you can uh, figure it out after we go through all three players. But my first player, ten rushing attempts for 127 yards, two targets. And one reception for 20 yards. No touchdowns. 10 rushing attempts over 127 yards. So this is a running back. Um, a very efficient running back with basically 12.7 yards per attempt. That's a lot. Like a, a, a good running back it does like five yards per attempt. So two targets, one reception, 20 yards, but no touchdowns. Who could this be? Um. This is somebody who's probably like in the 15 points range, like around there in our fantasy format. And I'm going to take a stab at Jameer Gibbs. No, wait. Not Jameer Gibbs. That's okay. a good guess. Um, I, I just, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of who didn't score a touchdown, but was, but, but was very productive. Yeah, um, you want you want the hint? Yeah, please. All right. I need so it. this is a, I guess, running back, coming back from injury. Coming back from injury. Oh, is this Cam Akers? Wait, don't. I'm not locking that in. I'm just thinking. <laughs> uh, it it could also be. I, I don't think it's J.K. Dobbins. He did come back from injury, but I don't. I think he scored a touchdown this week. I don't think it's J.K. Dobbins. I'm just gonna go with. I'm gonna go with um, Cam Akers. Uh, yeah, Cam Akers. All right, so it seems like this guy kind of flew under your radar. Uh, it, I mean, he this is an unexpected performance for me too for this player. Um, he he plays for the New York team, one of the New York teams. Oh my goodness, this is Brees Hall. <laughs> yep, that's Brees Hall. Um, I mean, I didn't think he was gonna play that much um, coming back from injury. I think he's like ten months out from his ACL, uh, but. He came in and was super efficient. I think after two of his runs, he was averaging like 55 yards. Yeah, didn't he break off carry. like a 60-yard play or something like that? It was like an 83-yard, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. And this is like first game back from injury, which is typically not what you see. Like you see he was uh, Achilles, right? Yeah, I think, was it Achilles or ACL? I can, I, I can look it up. 
uh, either way, regardless, it it was an injury that you know you typically see a player come back from, and then uh, they get back into it slowly. Like they don't, m- most players don't just go off right away when when they come back from this kind of injury. So um, yeah, it was it was really good to see that Brees Hall still got it. Yeah. Yeah, so it was an ACL, ACL injury, um, but it looks like he didn't lose a step coming back. For sure. And every time that they had, you know, had given him the ball, he was very effective with it. Yeah. You know, um, whenever, I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers was out, but whenever the, the, the Jets were trying to move the ball, it, it seemed very sluggish and not pretty. Mm-hmm. But every time, I mean, every time they gave Brees Hall the ball, it looks like he was going to break out and make a play yeah and it, it's I, I just want to i guess emphasize how, how how surprising a performance this was because i know that he sat on somebody's bench yeah he sat on somebody's bench during uh during this first week and uh, he missed out on the points yeah unfortunately he was on my bench uh but uh, i'm not gonna make that mistake going into week two yeah so i think this is a, a big week one is a big confidence booster for Reese hall owners yeah for sure um all right so Let's go into one of my stat lines. I'll just, go, I'll just go in order. 15 targets, 10 receptions, 119 yards. So this, this is a guy that got a lot of volume. Um, a lot of volume. And didn't score. And I felt like I, felt like I, I watched him play. And, and I want to guess that he's a rookie. Um, and that he played for... The Los, he plays for the Los Angeles Rams. It, it looks like a Paku, pa, how do you say it? Paka Nakua stat you line. About, you talking about Puka Nakua? <laughs> Puka Nakua. You talking about Puka Nakua in the Cooper Cup? <laughs> oh, yeah. He played like the Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, no, you got it. Spot on. And he, you know, this is really interesting. Uh, an interesting player to maybe possibly target in a Dynasty League or in any league, really. Um, because there's no clear two behind Cooper Cup once Cooper Cup comes back, right? Um, and when Cooper Cup plays, we know that he gets this number of targets. So I don't expect uh, Puka to continue to play like this all the time. But to know that he's able to play like this, that's um, uh, I think that's uh, somebody that you kind of want to go after, especially as he develops as, as a rookie. Yeah. So I noticed that he's he's in your keep trade cut list. So I'm not going to talk too much in depth about him. Mm-hmm. But he did break the record i i forget what record it is but it's the rookie record for for something so um he's already you know going out there and, and making a name for himself yeah and um i know that today is what wednesday tuesday right tuesday yeah. tomorrow will be waiver day for a lot of people and uh hopefully you guys listen to this nice and early before your waiver is clear because i know that in redraft leagues puka was often undrafted yeah so make sure you guys look out for him if you guys have any redraft leagues out there yeah definitely all right, moving on. You're up. All right. So this is kind of a mediocre line, but I did add something to kind of maybe assist this is, you. This is lower than mediocre line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I kind of added something to kind of assist you, but it might be it's still a little tough. Um, but the line is one target for zero receptions in zero yards. But he had a 90% snap percentage. This is um, a track star. <laughs> just ran around. He just ran around all game. Ran yeah. around the field. Did nothing. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing that you put this stat line here because it's somebody who we expected to do something but did not, or at least we're hoping. Um, 
for some relevance. Um, I want to say that it somebody who who goosed us. There's a few players who goosed us this week. I know that Dallas Goddard goosed us. Wait, Dallas Goddard had one target, zero, zero receptions, zero yards. Is it Dallas Goddard? No, I'm not locking in yet. I'm going to go through the gooses. I know that there's a couple couple of gooses this week. Uh, uh, Who else goose, Jimmy? I would love to help you. (laughs) Uh, All right. I guess if I can't come up with anything off the top of my head, I guess I'm going to have to guess Dallas Goddard because he, he did have a relatively high ADP in redraft leagues. Um, he's kind of like mid, mid of the middle of the draft. So you kind of, uh, if you're not punching the position, you're taking somebody like Dallas Goddard or better. Right. And so you're expecting somebody, you're expecting him to at least return some value. And he did not, he did not do that this week. So I'm guessing Dallas Goddard. That was a good guess. So now that you, now that you mentioned it, I kind of was thinking that there was a lot of players that you kind of expected it to not goose you, but goose you this week. Uh, I think I know, I think I know who else goose T Higgins goose this week. Yeah, so let's see what what hint should I give you? I would say it's a wide receiver. Okay, T Higgins goose this week. I'm gonna say T Higgins. <laughs> what the yeah, heck? Yeah, well, yeah. So that's another person I was thinking of, and then you know Chigi Chigi Kwanko. Yep. Also goosed, um, but this player is Drake London. Oh, that's right. He did from the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, because um, they, they ran it. I think they only had eighteen pass yeah, attempts all right. game. Some 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 kind of yep, crazy right. no, no, crazy low number. No, that's that's right. It, it was eighteen. They they just had eighteen passing attempts. In like this is this is a guy that was I think fourth fifth rounder, and you know f- from the past few years the way that Arthur Smith runs that offense, they don't like to throw it. Yeah. Arthur Smith is an established the run type of guy. Yeah, and then now that they have Bijan there, and then you you see the involvement with Tyler Algier, their their games game plan and game script for each game is it's not going to be pretty for for the receivers, even Kyle Pitts. Yeah. So, you know, the stock for them is is plummeting. I, I think. Um, Trade targets. Yeah, yeah. So, he's someone I wanted to bring up because I thought he would. You know, he's he's pretty much the clear wide receiver one there. You know. Um, yeah, but with also adding Desmond Ritter as their starting quarterback now, you know he ha- he has to get some experience. He has to get some um, some more play, I think. Yeah, for him to get more acclimated to the to the league. Yeah, and I the thing is that I wouldn't be surprised if like once in a while you see like a spike game, but I don't think it would be an, an often thing. So it's really kind of a hard stash on a bench because you never know when you're gonna play him. Yeah, I mean one target. That's, for someone that you drafted so high, yeah. is, is kind of insane. Yeah, they, they they either need to change something or, or you, I don't know. Like, it just feels bad keeping that one target on your bench. I mean, they did win that game, right? They they, they did Atlanta, start one and zero. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. right. So, so if 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 that's what wins them games, that then you know, that's how it's gonna be. Yeah. All right. So our next stat is 15 attempts, 75 yards, two touchdowns. In the receiving game, they had three targets, caught all three for 19 yards. Okay, so this this stat line kind of points me into the direction of a running back. Um, two oh, touchdowns. Why, why is that? Is that the, uh, the t- 15 <laughs> rush attempts? Yeah. Uh, 
I think this is either Joshua Kelly <laughs> or Kyron Williams because they both. I think I know for sure Joshua Kelly had two touchdowns, but I don't remember if Kyron Williams had two. Um, but I think I feel I feel like Kyron Williams is more of a pass catching back, so the second part of the stat line makes more sense for him. I think Joshua Kelly was just in there as like kind of like the bruiser, um, punch it in type of guy. So I'm gonna go with Kyron Williams for the first guess. <laughs> nope. Your hint. Um, let's see if this is enough of a hint. If not, I'll give, I'll give you a, another small hint. You have not mentioned the player yet. Let me know. If, let me know if you want a little more. Now I'm trying to think. Could it be? You are right that it's a running back. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm trying to see I'm trying to remember who scored two touchdowns. Could it be Bijan? Yeah, Bijan. Wait, no. Bijan I think scored one. No, he didn't score. No, he scored one and then Tyler Algier had two. Could it be Tyler Algier? Cuz he had two touchdowns. How many running backs had two touchdowns this week? It was definitely more than two. Um I haven't mentioned him. All right, can I get the uh, the additional hint? Uh, it's one I already gave you a little bit of a hint. So I'm going to give you a small, like another small hint. It is a um, same division as the Panthers. So NFC South. So so Falcons, right? Panthers. Bucks and Saints. That's you, you named them all. Yep. Good job. <laughs> I don't think any running back scored twice for this the Bucks. The Saints, they didn't score much. So it has to be the Falcons. It has to be Tyler Algier. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock it in. Is it Tyler Algier? Drum roll, please. <laughs> Money. Uh, yeah, I feel like that was uh that was a good good hint to get me to where Yeah. Uh, good job. I uh I wanted to bring up Tyler Algier mainly because he's still relevant, especially you kind of already mentioned the Arthur Smith thing and how the way he coaches his team, he likes to run, right? And a lot of people were kind of doubting Tyler Algier. I will let you know that I did not doubt him and I started him in my lineup <laughs> in one of my teams. That's great. Um, but I did not win because other reasons, other, <laughs> other, other gooses like yeah. Dallas Goddard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like they're, this is this is gonna be a a dynamic duo type of running back team because I think Tyler Algier last year was a thousand yard rusher as a rookie, right? And they have something two great running backs there, and they're gonna use them both. I think that this is kind of the gonna gonna be the kind of team that you can play both running backs any given week. I would prefer Bijan still; he's just a better overall player. Um, but I think you can definitely play Tyler Algier with confidence this season. Yeah, I think with with these like popping up more often, where you know there's there, where you can start both running backs in this on the same team, it, it kind of seems like it's a shift in the era of running backs, right? Yeah. So like you you don't see as many workhorse running backs as much anymore, and they kind of have the one two punch now. Yeah, we can absolutely see that the NFL is changing for sure. Like you, like you said, with the the running backs. Kind of, you know, they, they already don't want to pay running backs because they don't want a superstar. They yeah. want to go with the committee. And, you know, there's 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 gonna be a lot of turnover soon in terms of like 
quarterback and wide receiver as well. Like there's gonna be changing of guard at wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with you know not paying your players, oh, especially sure. with like with them being so talented. For sure, and they're putting their bodies at risk and running back yeah. position. You know, like they have the shortest lifespan in the NFL. Exactly. And yeah. so you know, like you have to kind of account for that, but. What do I know, right? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business, and we, we're just two guys, you know, doing a podcast on, on on some fantasy players. Yeah. So, yeah, Tyler Algier, relevant this year. Don't be afraid to play him. Uh, but don't expect Bijan, him to be as good as Bijan, is, is what I would, you know, temper your expectations. Yeah, start with confidence. Yep. All right, you have another mediocre line coming up. Is it, is no, it mediocre? It's, it's mediocre if it weren't for the... <laughs> for that this last number that you're going to mention <laughs> yeah so five targets four receptions for 26 yards and two touchdowns all right you said that you were working with the theme and I'm, I'm gonna try to figure out what this theme is your first player was Brees hall uh, Brees hall your second player was um drake london, drake london. Brees hall drake london they were they're sophomores Brees hall drake london yeah they're sophomores sophomores yeah I'll, I'll give you that okay that'll okay. be your first hint that's actually a pretty good guess i mean not not a good guess but you know you got it right your theme is sophomores so who is a second year player that two touchdowns this is a wide receiver or a tight end or this is a receiving player uh i'm gonna quickly go through the list of players just to is that fair can i do that go for it as long as i don't look at the stat lines right yeah Um, let's see. So players that had, I'm just going through the lists of wide receivers here. Tyreek Hill, Brandon Ayuk, Jacoby Meyer, Kendrick Bourne, Romeo Dobbs, Stephon Diggs. I feel like Kendrick Bourne had a really good week, but did he do much other than catching touchdowns? Um, Jacoby Myers, I think, similar situation, but then he got hurt, right? I I feel like it's one of those two. I'm going to guess. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Kendrick Bourne first. So Kendrick Bourne. Oh no! It's obviously, it's, oh, it's the sophomore. What am I doing? No, you're good. You you're gonna get it. So Kendrick Bourne, he's he's still on New England. Yep. And who's your other? Jacoby Myers is now on the Raiders. The Raiders, yeah. But this player is from the NFC North. NFC North. So that's the um the Green Bay division, right? I believe so, yeah. So Green Bay, Vikings, uh Minnesota Vikings. We have the Bears and the Bengals. Bengals. Def- I don't think there's anybody from the Bengals. <laughs> No, it's not the Bengals. It's the Lions. Lions. Oh, you're right, Lions. So maybe it's a Lions player. Two touchdowns. Not a lot of yards. Amon Ra is not a sophomore, but I think he got he got a lot of points. Who else got a lot of points? So we said that's the Lions. The Vikings. Jordan. I know Jordan Addison caught one touchdown. He's a first year player though. Uh, 
Romeo Dobbs is a second year player. Did he catch any touchdowns? I know Jordan Love threw three touchdowns in total. And then we said, what was that other team? Vikings, Vikings. Bears, Bears, Lions, and Bears. Packers. Bears. Darnell Mooney got a touchdown. But he, he's not a second year player. He's a third year player, right? Darnell Mooney? I think he's third. All right, I'm going to go with Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> Romeo yeah. Dobbs is right. Just so you know, Amon Ross St. Brown is a second year player. Wait, he's really? a sophomore, yeah. I guess he doesn't feel like a sophomore. Yeah, he doesn't, right? He feels like he's been in the league for a while. But yeah, Romeo Dobbs, two touchdowns. Um, I mean, granted, Christian Watson was out. Um, so no one really there to, you know, challenge him for, for targets. Yeah. And, you know, Christian Watson's usually that guy that could make that big play. Um, but this is a guy I traded away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got DJ Moore instead, which... Did not pan out this yeah, week. But not, not this week. Yeah. I mean, Justin Fields just looked awful this past he, week. Justin Fields did not throw as much as he probably could have. Yeah. I mean, looking at the preseason tape, I thought they were going to be, you know, one to, one, one to challenge in the NFC North. But after that first game, it was kind of putrid. But Romeo Dobbs caught two touchdowns. Yeah. And um, Jordan so, Love is looking real good. Yeah. So I think he's, he's going to be more involved than people think. You know, they have that rookie there, Jaden Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was... I think he was doing, um, you know, a lot of kick returns, but um, I think Dobbs might be some, somebody to look out for um, that you can start. Yeah, like, I, I think other than Christian Watson, there's no real established players. I think the most established after that would probably be Romeo Dobbs. So I yeah. would, in terms of, like, the order of trust, I would trust Christian Watson, I would trust Romeo Dobbs. And then after that, I honestly couldn't give you another name besides Aaron Rodgers and A.J. Dillon. Yeah. I mean, they have a very young core now. You know, they they just drafted the tight end. What was his name? Luke, Luke Musgrave. Musgrave. He was, yeah. He was relevant. Yeah. He was involved as well. Um, but I got to see what Christian Watson is dealing with. If it's a hamstring, then you know that you know that, that injury yeah. is, is uh, it is a, a hamstring. So um, they're going to be very cautious with him. Yeah. It, 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 it's a recurring injury that happens. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. I expect... Romeo Dobbs to play a big role in this offense. Yeah. All right. All right. My last line. Another 15. I was not intentionally going over the 15s. I just, <laughs> no, no. I just yeah, noticed I noticed that. <laughs> uh, 15 attempts, 52 yards, two touchdowns, two targets, no receptions. All right. So this <laughs> this has to be one of the two guys that I had mentioned earlier. Yeah. I feel like it's Joshua Kelly. <laughs> not Joshua <laughs> no? Kelly. Uh, hmm. What would you give as a hint? Um, you mentioned this player earlier. Okay, so Kyron Williams. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And uh, you you mentioned that he is. You felt like he's more of a pass receiver. Yeah. And I think I I agree. I agree with you that he's supposed to take on like the pass catching role. And yeah. It was just really interesting to see Kyron Williams step up in place of Cameron, Cam Akers, who did not perform the way that people were expecting. They were, Cameron Akers was being drafted, you know, kind of middle of the draft because he's supposed to be, you know, the veteran right. for the Rams. But Cameron Williams having this kind of efficiency and this kind of usage um, might spell a change for Cam Akers' value. 
Yeah, I think Cam Akers saved his day with with that touchdown that he had. Because if he didn't have that touchdown, he would, you know, be pretty bad. Um, but Kyron, Kyron Williams looked effective out there. I mean, he played against the Seahawks' defense, and I thought they would be a little bit better going into the season. I, I agree, because I actually have their defense somewhere, and I thought that they were going to be much better, yeah. too. So, I thought that they were going to be much better, at least because they're playing against the Rams. Yeah, I don't know if it was defense was bad or if Matt Stafford was just on point. Yeah, he, he looked really healthy. Yeah, he, he was pretty good out there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Kyron Williams is yeah. going to be a hot waiver wire pickup this week. I kind of had a, um, a theme, too. It's, it's a lot more subtle than your theme, but it's... Um, I, I kind of wanted to pick three players that, especially after week one, week one you have a lot of uh, overreactions, right? Because right. there's so many expectations going into the season. And um, I think that these are three players that you can possibly trade for. And yeah, acquire. for sure. Um, and then if you're going to do it, you know, kind of like now is the time when we still don't know. We, don't, we only have one week's worth of data, right? right? So we don't know for sure. So if, you're, if, you have, if, you, if you feel confident in these players and you want them, now it's time to go after them. Right. Yeah. Like, like you said, temper expectations because although they had a pretty pretty good week one, yeah. you might not see that consistently going yeah. into every week. Yeah. So they're both trade for and trade away targets depending on how you feel about them. Yeah. And they're, you know, very volatile at the moment. Yep. So let's move on to our next segment. <laughs> So, you know, the name speaks for itself. I don't think we have to explain this one too much. Yeah. Um, we ha- we each have one keep trade cut proposal for each other. Uh, you went first last time, so why don't I go first this time? Go for it. All right. I have three rookies. Again, acquirable assets. Rashi Rice, Jordan Addison, Puka Nakua. Yeah, so this one's very interesting. Uh, I mean... You know, Jordan Addison and Puka Nakua both had, you know, pretty pretty good days. But Rashi Rice, we didn't really hear much about him in that offense. Um, he caught a touchdown. Did he catch a touchdown? He caught a touchdown. Oh, yeah, he did catch a touchdown. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, these guys all had pretty good days then, um, especially their first Yeah, Rashi Rice professional scored, in, our, in our format scored 10 points, I think. Yeah, and Jordan Addison, Addison also had a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. And Pukunakua, obviously, we talked about him earlier. Yep. Um, I think for me, the obvious keep would be Jordan Addison. Uh, I feel like out of all three of these guys, or yeah, out of all three of these guys, he's probably going to be the most consistent. Um, and then it's a toss up between Rashi Rice and Pukunakua. So, like, you know. Like we mentioned earlier, Nakua was was basically playing the Cooper Cup role and played it well. Puka Nakua Cup. Yeah. Um, is that going to be the same when Cooper Cup returns? Uh, we don't know. Um, but, you know, clearly there's a, there was a relationship and a connection with him and Matt Stafford. And I expect that to, to keep going for the next few weeks since Cooper Cup is still on IR. Um, so short term... I think he would be he would be good, um, and then and on the other side with Rashi Rice, who is their <laughs> number one wide receiver on that in that in that core, you know. Good point. Good um, point. Kadarius Tony had a horrible game, and then 
they also have Sky Moore and Justin Ross. So like who I'm not sure who's going to be the guy going into each week. So like I, I would go with the safety net of you know the guy a guy like Nakua who already established a relationship with Matt Stafford. You can see it with the amount of targets he got, you know, 15 targets. Um, so Jordan Addison would be my keep. Puka Nakua would be my trade because he has pretty good value right now. Um, and then I would cut Rashi Rice. Fair, fair. I, I think I see things a little bit differently. Um, so Jordan Addison is never going to be the one over Jeff, uh, Justin Jefferson, right? Uh, barring injury. Uh, same thing with Puka. When Once uh, Cooper Cup comes back, he will probably never be the, the one. But Rashi Rice has that upside where he could be the one. He's the only one that could catch what Patrick Mahomes' passes this past week. Everybody else just was a drop machine. Um, but the thing is that Rashi Rice may be competing with uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. But still wide receiver one. You, we, I mean, there was a time, you know, a long time ago when there was a wide receiver one in... <laughs> in uh, Kansas City and there was Travis Kelsey and they yeah. were both good yep so this might be a kind of a swing for the fences kind of uh, take but I think that if you're going to make a trade you you're gonna want to you know maximize your upside you you, you can of course depends on what all your needs obviously like if you want consistency sure Jordan Addison is, would, would be great right and I'm not I'm not you know uh I'm not putting putting anything against that. That's um, it depends on your needs and what you kind of want. Uh, but I think Rashi Rice has more upsides. I think I'm going to keep Rashi Rice. I, Rice. I want to see what he has. I would trade uh, Jordan Addison because I think he's just much more, like you said, secure value for sure. He's going to be something, and he'll be the two there. And then I would probably cut Puka. I it kind of feels like fluky. Yeah. To me. Yeah, I mean that's a tough one. It's really tough, and yeah. that's and that's why I think they're all very similar tier, like similar, similar situations, still unknowns. Yeah. So um, that's that's kind of why I want to put that out there. Yeah, that makes sense. I like a different take. Yeah. All right, you're up. What you got? Friend? All right, so I have another theme here. Let's see if you can figure it out. It's Brock Purdy. Uh, they're all quarterbacks. Yeah. Sam, Sam Howell. Oh, that's, not, that's not your theme. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brock Purdy from you know the, the Niners. Yeah. Sam Howell from the Commanders, and Baker Mayfield from Red, Red the, the Bucks. No, I mean that's a good one though. <laughs> um, I don't know what the theme is here. Maybe I'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. Um, this is tough. Brock Purdy is really interesting. Sam Howell is also really I, I really like Sam Howell. I know I know that he went undrafted in a lot of redraft leagues. And I considered taking him as my last, last round pick. Um be, just because that way I wouldn't have to compete for him on the waiver wire if he was good. Um and then Baker Mayfield was surprisingly better than I expected. So I think I really like the the rushing upside of Sam Howell. He he kind of has that dual threat ability, but he's maybe not as not as good as the other dual threat ability. Again, hurts obviously. He's not as established, 
But I do like that dual threat ability, and that gives him a lot of upside. He's got great wide receivers be- between Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Um, th- him and Logan Thomas showed great connection this week. And I think I might keep Sam Howell. I think he's going to surprise us. I think he's going to surprise us this year. Uh, I'm trading Brock Purdy. I think that he has great receivers as well. He just doesn't have the running upside that the, that uh, Sam Howell has. And I think that Brock Purdy is kind of a hot, a hot asset right now. And then I'm cutting Baker Mayfield. Okay. Because I feel like Baker Mayfield could fall off any moment. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't have his, the receiving. Oh, I mean, he does have receiving options, but like I feel like his, his ability is just like... We've seen him on a couple of teams and he hasn't been able to stay, you know, stay in one team for a while since leaving the the Browns. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he, this this Buccaneers team might be... Might be the place for him. Yeah, might be the place like, for him. I, I, I totally see that. Like, he seems like a good fit with what's what's going on there. Yeah. And he does have great wide receiver options there too. You know, in Mike Evans, I, I think Mike Evans might get traded this year, but yeah. he still has Chris Godwin and, and Trey Palmer who, you know, is making yeah. a name for himself too. Um, but these are all guys that took away jobs from uh-huh. quarterbacks that, you know. Yeah. So Brock Purdy took away jo- the job from Trey Lance and yep. Sam Howell took away from, you know, um, and Baker too. So I, I, I could see it going, like, the bet. I think the best way to go about this is the way you went about it because, you know, Sam Howell is still kind of mysterious. He, he hasn't really showed his potential. So keeping him would be the safest option. And then trading Brock Purdy because I feel like out of all these three guys, they're in the same tier. But Brock Purdy is probably, as of right now, um, better of the th- the best of the three because of his his basically his his offensive weapons. He yeah. has Christian McCaffrey and and Debo and Brandon Ayuk, and it's all, we saw what he did um, this past week. Yeah. So I think I think Brock Purdy works well because works well because of the system he's in. Yeah, like I think if he was elsewhere, he might not be as good as we right. are seeing. So like. Trading him at his, I feel like right now is the perfect time to trade him because of, you know, there's there's a lot of I feel like there's hype around him with with all of his weapons, yeah. um, and then Baker obviously uh, is kind of like a wait and wait and see. He he was drafted number one overall, uh, but doesn't play like it. Uh, but he didn't have that bad of a week this past week. You know, it was serviceable. Um, so I I agree with you, but then like I, I can also see keeping Brock Purdy. Yeah, it, it can easily like yeah. go the other way, depending on your preference. Yeah, you know, like right. I think Brock Purdy is probably like he feels safer. Right, he feels safer. Like you, you know, you're gonna get value with him. Yeah, and you know that they like him because they traded away Trey Lance. Right. So I mean, there's more than one way to look at it. So, but I, I, I do it. I think I, I agree with the way you went about it because you can get more value that way. Yeah. When, when trading away Brock Purdy, because if you trade away Sam Howell, it's not really you're not gonna get much from him. Alrighty, that's it for that segment. Let's move on. Last segment. Buy or sell. You almost forgot to me. Yeah, I almost did. <laughs> that's okay. I, I, I could have sold it. <laughs> um, so buy or sell. This is a segment. This is basically kind of like uh, over, under, higher, lower. Um, kind of like along that, that vibe. It's that we're going to provo- give you guys a player. And we're going to discuss if we're going to buy that stat line, meaning we think that they're going to hit that target or better, or if we're going if they're not going to hit that target, then we're going to sell that that prop. Yeah. All right. So your turn to go first. All right. So 
I have Jameer Gibbs here, the rookie from the Detroit Lions, and he had a 27% snap share uh, with, you know, David Montgomery. You, you saw that if you watched the game, David Montgomery was heavily involved. Um, he had a 77% snap share. And between the two, Jameer Gibbs had nine touches total, and David Montgomery had 21 touches. You know, prior to going to the season, you know, the, the coach, Dan Campbell, said that um, Jameer Gibbs is going to be used in a very unique and creative way. Um, I feel like we have yet to see that. But this is week one, and um, I know that going into, you know, later in the season, he's going to be much more involved. So my stat line for him, or my prop bet, I guess, prop yep. line for him mm-hmm. would be, so nine nine touches total. That's, you know, counting his, the, the rushing attempts and the targets. Right. Nine touches total. Yeah. For for this, for week two. No, no. So that's for, so for week one. Oh, so, that was week one. Okay, so gotcha. for, for, I'm going to go with touches for him this, this, yep. this upcoming week. Yep. And he's playing on Thursday. Like nine total opportunities. Gotcha. Yeah. I, yep. think he, I think he's playing on Thursday. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. but I could, I could check for you while you would give the, the line. Yeah. So, so and then I said that David Montgomery had 21 touches. I think it's going to level out a little bit more this week. Mm-hmm. So He's a Sunday game, 1 p.m. Okay, Sunday. Okay, so someone else is playing on, on Thursday. Yeah, it's the... Um, Vikings and someone else. Vikings, right? Eagles. Okay. That'd be interesting. So, uh, I'm going to say over under 12 touches. Twelve touches? Yeah, I'm buying that. <laughs> You're buying it. I'm buying it. You think he's gonna get more than twelve touches? I think he's gonna get at least twelve touches. I feel like he's an all-around guy. Like I think he can catch, he can run, he's explosive, and um, I do think that he's better than David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery is just a veteran, has more experience. Yeah, and I think that as the season goes on, we'll definitely see more of Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, I mean, you you did see Dave, more of David Montgomery at the goal line, like you know, inside the yeah. five. Um, Jameer Gibbs almost had a touchdown, but he slipped. Yeah, he slipped. That was so <laughs> tragic. That would have made his day much better, but you know, it happens. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think we saw. I think I saw what I needed to see out of Jameer Gibbs on, in Week One, and so I think that he he can do it if they give him the opportunity. Twelve touches. I think that's very doable for a running back. All right, so I'll, I'll go the other way. I'm gonna sell. I, I think he he'll probably hit it, but uh, it's still kind of early. Uh, I think he'll be more heavily involved in you know they'll use him more as the season goes along um but yeah all right sounds good all right my first line this is a player that has really disappointed me this week one i had a lot of really high expectations for him because of all the off-season hype and how they've put players around him for the offense and so i ended up taking him in two different leagues in the draft (laughs) um and this is lamar jackson uh you know, pre, uh, MVP of the past. He is playing against Cincinnati at Cincinnati this upcoming week, and I am projecting fifty-three and a half rush yards. Will he get that? I'm gonna probably sell this, um, just because I feel like ever since his injury from last year, I don't know. He probably recovered from it. I'm not sure of his status, but. It seems like, well, well, maybe maybe with J.K. Dobbins out, it's a little bit tougher to say now. But they still have Justice Hill and uh, what's his face still there? Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards should probably be the one now. Yeah, it, it seems like he's trying to pass more so that he doesn't have to run as much. Um, I don't know how many rushing yards he got this past week, mm-hmm. but I feel like he has pretty talented receivers. You know, Zay Flowers played pretty good. 
you know, as a rookie, no, a, he, sm- a small guy. They definitely had a connection. I like, yeah. I like Zay Flowers a lot. And now they have a healthy Rashad Bateman. So, you know, there's an option there. Mark Andrews hopefully is playing this upcoming week. We we saw Lamar Jackson without Mark Andrews this past week. It was, yeah, it was bad. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'll take the under. All right. You're, you're selling. Yeah. I, I'm expecting a, a bounce back week. I think that the Ravens were just kind of very un, un, uninspiring this past week. And I think that they're not going to be like that. I think I actually think that this game is going to be a, an interesting one because both teams are teams that need bounce back games, right? Uh, the Bengals didn't underperform this past week. Bo- both quarterbacks underperformed. I think we're going to see a bounce back for both. Uh, and let me go through some of his rushing yards from last season when he last played. He didn't play weeks 15, uh, 14 through 18. Mm-hmm. So prior to that, a week like his last like five weeks that he played he rushed 43 yards 82 yards 31 yards 89 yards and nine yards nine yards is probably when he got uh, yeah hurt yep right so it, it's very possible that he can hit like, it seems like when he hit when he hit when he run, like when he decides to rush in the game he rushes a lot yeah right like near 100 yards but when he doesn't he's still kind of close Thirty-one and forty-three was the numbers I said. Yeah. So, um, expecting a bounce-back game, I think that I'll take the buy here. Yeah, I mean, even if we're looking at the stats, like this past week for week one, six attempts for thirty-eight yards. That's a six point three three yards per carry, which is better than some running backs. Yeah. So, I mean, his his rushing, you know, power prowess is still there. Yeah. Um, but. I feel I, I, like I said. I feel like he's dialing back on on the rushing a little bit. Yeah, I think I do. I do agree with you in a sense that in in a sense that he has a new contract now, a long term contract. Yeah. And uh, he under he, we've seen by his actions that he understands what it takes to be have to have a longevity as a quarterback in the NFL. Right. Um, and so you know that's why he's, you know, been held out for a contract and and all that stuff. Uh, the way he did, and he even negotiated his own contract. Oh, that's good, right? Uh, he didn't have he, d- he doesn't have an agent, mm-hmm. and so I think Lamar Jackson is uh, he knows what he needs to do to have a long career, and so uh, Russian quarterbacks obviously typically don't last as long because they get injured and whatnot. Yeah. But it's still in his arsenal, right? Is is kind of what I'm I guess I'm getting at, and I think that when he needs to, he will. And so that's why I'm taking the buy. Sounds good. All right. You're up. All right. My next player is DJ Moore from this, the Chicago Bears. This is a line I want to hear. What is what you got? So this past week, two targets. Bad. 92% snap share. <laughs> yeah. So another track star. Yeah. A little, ran out, was out there running a lot, but was not productive. Um, so the, he's playing the Bucks this Sunday, Tampa Bay. And the last time he played the Bucks. He had 117 yards, six catches, one t- a touchdown on 10 targets. So, um, obviously, that was before he was with the Bears, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we we mentioned earlier how Justin Fields and the, the Chicago Bears was this past week, but like you said earlier, we, you know, we don't want to overreact too much. Uh, so, I kind of expect a bounce back from DJ Moore. So, I'm going to put the line at 10 targets. 10 targets. Yeah. Let me. I want to look at something real quick. I know that Justin Fields. How many? Do you remember how many times he threw the ball this week? Nope. 
I want the... it w- I feel like it wasn't much because yeah. their their offense couldn't get moving yeah they like I just remember like thinking like I just remember thinking that last season they started off slow as well but then towards the end of the season Justin Fields was hot yeah right so, so 37 attempts 37 and 20, 24 completions I think DJ, I, did they win this week or, or they lost to they Green lost. Bay oh that's the tough loss for them yeah divisional um, loss I'm gonna buy this line. Okay. I think I think you said ten targets, right? Yeah, ten targets. I think that I have a feeling that they're going to go go back and reevaluate their their play style because like they, they spent all this capital on trading for DJ Moore, and if right. they're not gonna use him, you know, like what's what was the point of the trade? Yeah. So you're buying it, right? I'm buying. I will, as much as I want to buy with y'all, I'm gonna sell just Ooh. for uh, you know the the dramatics <laughs> um you gotta remember that he had who, who did he play with darnell mooney no he, who, oh, who, oh, previously yeah he was uh, on the he's playing with panthers uh, panthers and he was he had who's known was Make, it baker baker mayfield Don't okay care. so i mean baker i feel like baker i, th- I think it was like a, a, a couple of quarterbacks they kind of flip-flopped a little bit yeah so like i feel like baker is more of a thrower you know he's not he's not a dual threat qb where he's running a lot so you know those targets make sense, you know, because he was on a different team last year. Um, you know, we could also make it the case that when with you buying, did you hear about Chase Claypool? No, what about him? They're saying how he's just out there sleepwalking, like there's no effort at all with him. So I feel like, you know, he's. He, I feel like that gives DJ more even more of an opportunity to, you know, exceed the the line that I give, but. I'm gonna go sell, and that's all I'm gonna. All right, that's, that's what I'm gonna go with. That's fair. I I don't mind the, the sell because yeah. what that means is that Darnell Mooney, who's on my team, it uh, gets a little more of the the value. Yeah, and I mean, I mean we also gotta remember that Justin Fields likes to run the ball too. Yeah, he does. But I think that as a player, if he wants to progress, he needs to pass more. Right. Um. That's that's kind of like what make dual threat players good. Like if you're going to run all the time, then they're, you're going to be stopped. Yep. All right. So my next line, Damian Pierce, he kind of disappointed. He wasn't like awful, but he kind of disappointed this past week, uh, versus Indiana Colts, um, Indianapolis Colts. And, um, I am putting this line at 56 points. I think it's supposed to say five. It says six rush yards. <laughs> 56.5 rush yards. All right. So I like the matchup because Indianapolis, I don't think they have that great of a defense. Um, Zaire Franklin is good. Yeah, Zaire Franklin was good. <laughs> I, um, now, I now know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're playing at home. I really want to buy this line, but I really don't trust the running back room there because I, I had read somewhere that Houston is going to you know they're going to be like a three-headed monster there you know like b- between him uh it's uh Damien not not um I forget I have him yeah, not Damien Harris um it's Damien Pierce and two other people <laughs> uh, let me look this up real quick I, I know that they're they're decent running backs it's a uh, yeah. I know like 
team. Damien Pierce, Devin Singletary. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. Mike Boone. And they also have Dare Obungawale. Yeah. I mean, it seems more like a two-headed monster than yeah, a three. I, I, I feel like it's going to be two and then the, you might see a third one every once yeah. in a while. Because like Devin Singletary, when he was on the Bills, was pretty decent. So um, I'm going to... I'll buy this line. You're going to buy this line? Yeah, I'll buy it. Just because I like the matchup. Yeah, that's fair. I am also going to buy this line. Um, I just think that Damian Pierce is much better than he was this past week. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the thing to be concerned about is if Indy, like Indy, you know, they get they they get off to a fast start. Yeah. Um, then that means CJ Stroud has to throw the ball more. And you know how rookie QBs are. Right. And CJ Stroud didn't have that good of a day. Yeah, but I feel I also feel like rookie quarterbacks tend to also rely on their running backs a lot more. Like we, yeah. I think we statistically see running back uh, work usually take an uptick when there's a, a, a rookie quarterback because it's just safer for the team to utilize running back rather than throwing an interception. Yeah. So I I I I feel like this past week for Damian Pierce was anomalous. And like is an anomaly. Yeah. So I, I do think that Damian Pierce is a good player overall, and I think that he can, as long as Devin Singletary doesn't like steal too much work. I don't think like I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't feel like Devin Singletary is too much of a threat, but he's yeah. there, right? I think fifty-six and a half yards is very doable for for a running back, right. even even in a, in a two-headed committee. Yeah, for sure. So I'm buying. Okay. All right, we're up. All right, so I have Calvin Ridley. After what, like seven hundred days of not playing, came in as an alpha receiver. Eleven targets, eight receptions, and for a hundred and one yards and a touchdown. So, is he the one? Is he the number one? I, I think he is. Is he? Is has Christian Kirk? Taking a back seat, I feel like Christian Kirk's not even the, the Kirk, second anymore. Christian Kirk was a was a three this week. Yeah, and uh, Zay, Zay Zay Jones, Jones played yeah. the outside, and then Christian Kirk, Kirk he played the slot, so he only came in. He didn't play all the plays. Yeah, like all the offensive plays. So, so do we think that Calvin Ridley can replicate this against the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, my line, I would say, eighty-two yards. 82 yards against the Chiefs. I think <laughs> I'm a buyer. I'm a consumer. <laughs> I'm buying this. Do we expect it to be a shootout? I I kind of do. I think that they're, like they're going to have to um, in order to compete with the Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to come back with a vengeance um, after that week one performance. And um, Trevor Lawrence, I see him this year taking a big step forward. I think that this is the year that he's going to... Um, kind of blow up. I think he he might be like last year's Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of the feeling I'm getting. All right. So I'll 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 take the sell then. Just because so I'm looking at at Amon Ra. Yep. Um who played the Chiefs this past week. He peaked at 71 yard. So I feel like they're going to the Chiefs are going to have a, a a plan for Calvin Ridley. Yeah. So they're, they're going to keep him under. But he's still going to have a good day. I feel like he's going to catch some touchdowns. Yeah. 
All right, very fair. We'll see how these go out. This is a... Very, oh, I have one more, actually, before I yeah, you do. wrap this up. Um, another player. This, this player is interesting because he's now on the Panthers. Um, and we didn't see him... Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like on Eagles, I, people were excited about him when he's on the Eagles. And now that he's on the Panthers, he's, he's still the one, but I don't know. I just don't hear about him a lot, right? Uh, I am putting out there a line of one touchdown. <laughs> Which he didn't get this past week. Yeah. Um, and they played Atlanta. I don't know how good their, their defense is. Um, Atlanta had a, played, they played a decent game, I think. They yeah, were. they did. But it seems like Chuba Hubbard is still pretty involved in that that offense. Yep. Um, but like we said, you know, these two, it seems like it's more common now with you, that you see these two two running backs um, that play together. So um, I think I'm gonna sell <laughs> just because I, I I like New Orleans defense. They're pretty good. Yeah, I like New Orleans defense too. I don't know what I'm gonna do here just yet. Um, I feel like you know. The touchdown is going to happen sooner or later, just because he's yeah. a running back and he's ta- he is talented. I just don't know if this is going to be the game that it is the one. And then when it, when it comes to like a line like this, where it's just one touchdown for the the lead running back, the quote unquote lead running back, yeah, it can be any given week really. Um, and so, just to make it a little interesting, I will buy this. <laughs> He'll definitely get his his touchdown in week three when he plays Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that rounds up our buy or sell and that rounds up our podcast for this week um how are you feeling brushing off the cobwebs after a, a whole almost a whole off season of not podcast not, not too bad yeah so um we are going to leave you guys but before we do um we have one reminder two reminders first one take your players out of the flex position if they are playing on Thursdays um, and then week two the weekly uh, category is the highest scoring team that's right so basically whoever has the highest whoever's on the pedestal at the, at the weekly roundup that's, yep the that's, podium the top yep that's who's gonna win the 25 bucks this upcoming week uh, and let's make that three um, three reminders because um, I'm gonna, um, this is this is a uh, a call to action. Anybody who wants to be on an episode of the podcast, I'm gonna start a schedule so that we're not asking people, you know, last minute. Um, reach out to either Jimmy or I, and we'll, we'll we will figure out a week for you, or you tell us which week works for you. So yeah. if you guys want to be on the podcast this week, let us know. If not, we will reach out to you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it for this week. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. Chris, can you come here real quick? Can you come here real quick? You. Chris. Yes, you. You can't eat chicken, Mio. You can't eat chicken. You're not a carnivore. She is a carnivore. (laughs) Chris, can you give me a hard count?